Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles. Mothers tend to always worry about everybody else before themselves. We are our children and family's caregiver and cheerleader. But who motivates the motivator? How do we keep ourselves going emotionally? Today, we speak with motivational speaker and fellow first-time mommy, Regina Carrot, who shares her personal journey about how she found inspiration in the midst of loss. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Hello, Pamela. Hi, welcome everyone to Motherish. I'm excited. I am too, I am too. I, I actually have guests because I feel like I always learn so much from their journeys. And again, sometimes we have all type of guests, all type of experts, but yes. I love when women are just here to share their personal journeys and stories. And today's guest, I think, has been very honest and vulnerable and open about a lot of things. So that is my favorite kind of people to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> but first, we'll go into our motherish moment. So my motherish moment is around, obviously, Victoria. We are, I'm so nervous because she's going to start school in the fall. I know that once she starts school, she's going to get sick all the time and everything because this is part of the journey. You know, they're exposed to all these other new things in a different place and everything. But I'm going to say this is probably not the greatest thing but my mom brought me some medicine it's like a natural medicine para los bronquios from Peru and it was so great and it helped her so much because you know here the doctors are like no you don't need anything no she's fine no it'll pass whatever so we finished that medication and now I'm like I'm like uh, who's going to Peru do you know anybody going to Peru does anyone know someone going to Peru because I need this freaking jarabe that was like so good for her and it cleared up everything so Pamela if you know anyone going to Peru let me know Because I'm looking for this stuff. I mean, it was a natural thing and it was meant for children. So, but it just helped like clear her bronchios. What do you say in English? Her, the, her, her lungs? Her bronchiae. Yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> pulmonary system? But yeah, so I mean, I feel like in our culture and many other cultures as well, I'm sure, like someone's like, I have this medicine from our country. And I'm like, give me that stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's something I'm just reflecting on. Actually, now that I think about it, my motherish moment of the week has to do with Ford's health as well. Mm -hmm. So Monday night, he stayed with my mom. I had a like a group meeting with people from church. So I'm like, I'm only going to be away for an hour and a half, literally, like maybe two at the most. I'll be right back. I'm literally down the street. Anything happens, calls me. You know, you always say that, but you never think anything's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, of course. So when I get to my friend's house, who is literally like, I don't know, a few blocks from my house, I realize I don't have reception, but I have Wi-Fi. So if you, I message me, I could get it, but I was not going to get any calls if you try to call me. Finally, I walk, I'm saying bye, I'm walking out and I see that my mom is calling me. I pick up, she's crying. Oh no. 
So I'm like, I'm like, ¿qué pasó? Like, you know what happened? She's like, you know, Ford had a little cough, but at that point, that day had been so bad that he was making himself like throw up a little bit, like mm -hmm. from coughing so hard. Of the phlegm, guys. Yeah. This and is motherish. We talk about it. And again, you think, I mean, for adults, we take cough suppressants, so like it controls us from like, but their little bodies can handle. They can't take that, yeah. You know, and they just want to get this out of their bodies. So it had happened like twice during the day where he kind of like coughed so hard, like he like threw up a little bit. So she called me, she's like, you know, he's coughing so hard and he threw up three times and by the third time I think he fainted okay I go if that's true did you call 911 like why are you calling me why are you like she's screaming at me why I'm not picking up the phone and I'm like mom if it's really that bad something happened like hang up call 911 no he's fine I like kind of woke him up but you know I, I'm scared like what if something happened to his heart I couldn't feel his heart so he was really shaken up you know of course I called the dad for it's dad shows up before I did because someone was blocking my car so we both get here we're like okay what happened so again we went through the whole things that reminding her like if something really does happen like you need to hang up and call 911 yeah or stay calm it's such you, a huge responsibility I know, I know, for her just, like you know it's my mom always tells me it's very different when i'm with victoria when she's with victoria she goes because it's your daughter it's your daughter and so the responsibility is a thousand times bigger and more nerve-wracking than you being my daughter you know what i mean like it's a whole other okay, so we, i decided to take to the er i get to the er they, i'm like can you just check his vitals he seemed fine you know in good spirit he taped his vital it was like a five hour wait I so they checked his heart they checked in 20 minutes and i was like you know what i'm gonna take him home i made a call a decision I'm like we're not gonna stay here you're fine it's gonna be worse if you stay here so i ended up bringing him home he was fine the next morning it was scary more than anything for her because she was more shaken up and yeah. scared and nervous but it's just a reminder that when you do these things you have to really have a plan go through it this is what you do is you know what i mean because you never imagine the worst case scenario but if that does ever happen mm. god forbid that she's ready and she's prepared and I realize, she knows what to do yes exactly mm -hmm. so yeah that was my mother's moment of the week so why don't we ask <laughs> regina to share her mother's moment of the week she has a three and a half month old so i'm sure it's different. It's different it's right the now. Best stage ever. <laughs> so, congrats again on the baby, Regina, and welcome. And we're gonna formally introduce you, but why don't you share your mother's moment of the week? Yeah, thank you very much. Actually, I'm really excited to be here in your podcast with you, Karen and Pamela, and motherish. I was thinking about my motherish moment right now, and it was last week. I was in Miami. I was doing a keynote. My baby, Regina, stayed with my mother-in-law, and she's really nice, and she's a big help to us. But for example, I told her, if there's an emergency, you call me. I didn't get a call. I was like, everything's okay. But suddenly I start seeing like in Facebook and other places that they uploaded a picture with baby carrot, like in a restaurant. She's three months old. And like here in Mexico, COVID is still like uh, really high and stuff. I've never taken her out. I know that maybe that's being a little protective, but I just go to like grandmother's house for with my mother or my mother-in-law. And I told specifically like, please, if you want to go out or anything, just tell me. You can send me a DM or whatever, an iMessage. So I was panicking. I, I call my husband and he's like, calm down. You're like uh, a new mother. You're stressing yourself out. I mean, at the end of the day, there was no harm, just that since I'm the mother, I always think like, you have to tell me first about if something's going on, what if something... So I think I stressed myself out more than what my baby and my daughter stressed you, out. You actually stay pretty calm because I think Karen and I would have... I would have been like, hi, uh, conference, I have to go. I have to go <laughs> handle something. <laughs> Especially in that stage that you're in of like that new... When Victoria was three months, I was like... <sighs> 
anyone go near my kid. You can imagine, like, I didn't know if I was maybe exaggerating or if I was taking things, like, too personal because my husband is, like, really relaxed, really zen, like, nothing's gonna happen. And I'm, like, the other way around. Like, let's just take care. You never know what's gonna happen. So, basically, I learned about that through social media. My eyes were going out. Like, what's oh going God. on? Where's my baby? <laughs> Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. So let me introduce I mean, Regina. Regina Carrot is one of the biggest motivational multi-platform stars in the Hispanic market. She's also known for her conferences and best-selling book. Before Regina became known for her motivational videos, you know, she had to face many obstacles. She's spoken about, you know, being bullied as a kid, overcoming a fear of public speaking. And at the hype of her career as a content creator, she suffered a miscarriage. As of today, Regina has more than 13.8 million followers and growing. Like she mentioned, she's a mommy to baby Regina. She lives in Monterrey, Mexico with baby and her husband. Welcome, Regina. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk to you guys because... I identify myself a lot with things you're going through or being like a new mother. You want to be around mothers. And yeah. also like with Victoria, Karen, yourself, she's three years old. She's just been three. Like maybe you can also give me advice or Pamela with four. I always want to be around mothers because I'm new at this. I think that I don't know what I'm doing, basically. That's totally on track. So far, you're doing everything right because when your babies are three months old, this is exactly what you feel. Like you're like, I don't know anything. And I think something that you said really like resonated with me when you're reflecting on like the whole reaction to like your baby being out and you're like, I don't know if I'm exaggerating because then you have your husband's perspective and everything. And like, I think there's a long, not a long, the time frame depends on everybody, but there's a part where you just doubt yourself all the time because you're still trying to figure out like, who am I as a mom and what is my position here? But and what type of mom you want to be? Because I yeah. think when I first gave birth to Ford, I was like, I'm going to be this type of mom. Oh, yeah. Me and then you're like, okay, no, but I'm not this type of mom. I'm mm. actually becoming this other type of mom. Yeah. And it takes time. You start embracing that type of mom that you have developed for yourself, right? So it looks probably nothing like what you envision or nothing like that you know, but you'll start developing your own thing. But your reaction was actually very calm, like I mentioned. Girl, <laughs> like, it was very calm. <laughs> So for those who don't follow Regina, she has these amazing, both in English and Spanish. I follow you in Spanish. I follow you in English. <laughs> and they're, they're very, I mean, obviously they're motivational, but I think they're very effective because they're the right length and they kind of touch on very universal topics, right? Like how to overcome fear. Like how do you deal with heartbreak? Like how could you identify a narcissist? And, you know, of all this, I kept thinking when you went through that miscarriage and anyone who's had a loss, it's just so hard to describe and people sometimes don't even, can't even relate or help you mourn that loss because they don't, it's very hard to empathize, I think, with sometimes with people who've had that type of loss. Like how did you 
deal with that, Regina? And how were you able to move forward and then go back and create motivational content when you were probably feeling the least motivated ever? Yeah, it was really hard because obviously with the name miscarriage, it's unexpected, like most of the time. I was 13 weeks into the pregnancy. Everything was great. My first pregnancy, I went with the OB here in Mexico, but the obstetrician I went with, he told me, I want to do more tests because he's known for doing like lots of tests. I don't know why. So he told me, I'm seeing a number that's really high in your test results with your thyroid gland and your hormones. So he told me, go with the doctor that specifies in thyroids. But since I didn't want to tell my mother until I was like three months into the pregnancy and stuff, I kept all of this from her. So when I went with the doctor, she gave me medicine and I was already pregnant. So I didn't get like a second opinion on anything. And right now, today, the OB, a new OB tells me, I wouldn't have given you any medicine because you were already pregnant and you didn't need it. So I want to tell all mothers out there to get like a second opinion because maybe I could have, I don't know, maybe not have the miscarriage. So it was something that we didn't expect. We went to the doctor to see if it was going to be a boy or a girl. And then they told me, you know what, this baby or this product in Spanish, they told me, este producto ya no se va a hacer. That's how they said it? Yeah, I mean, they were with the echo, you know, that they put it like in your tummy. And then I just saw a picture and I didn't know what was happening. I thought the baby was there because it's little, right? 13 weeks yeah, is yeah. something like really small, but it wasn't moving, but I didn't see anything wrong. And he just told me, you know what, this product didn't develop. It's not going to happen. And we were in shock. I was like, what? I had just told him, please write in a piece of paper if it's a boy or a girl and give it to me in an envelope. So I was in shock. I didn't expect that. I started like crying my heart out and I called the OB. And in that moment, he told me, come to the doctor right now. So as I entered his office, he's a person who's really hostile. I mean, he shouldn't be an OB. That's why I think about that doctor because he started yelling at me. Imagine, I had like, a miscarriage inside my tummy. It had been two weeks approximately that they told me that since it had happened and he started shouting at me like, why, why are you questioning like what I'm doing, my treatment? Of course, you should have taken the medicine. And I told him, no, I already found out with another doctor that I shouldn't have taken the medicine. So it's on you. So obviously he's being defensive. It was a, a really horrible situation because also he told me to go home. He didn't tell me to get like alegrado. I don't know what's it called in English, alegrado, when they actually, you get a miscarriage, but actually they have to oh, go they, in and they, they clean, yeah, they they clean, clean you. Yeah. yeah. He didn't tell me like, we're going to do it right now or today. Go home. I'm going to call you in a few days. So I go home. I tell my mother and she's like, what? You have to call them right now because you don't know what's going on. Your water is going to break and then everything's going to come out, pieces of the baby. It could also and stuff. be dangerous for you. It could be dangerous for your life as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that because emotionally is already such a loss to deal with. And then to physically have to go through that type of experience with a professional that was obviously not that professional uh, in your case. And then... How did you get through that? And then when did baby Regina come? After a few months that everything, these traumatic events happened, 
it was about three or four months after that when I could start trying again that I started trying and then I, I actually got pregnant the second month that I could start trying. It was July 9 when I noticed that I was pregnant. But I mean, it was always a roller coaster of emotions because I've seen friends. You guys also have friends who've been through a miscarriage. But until you go through one, you actually feel what it actually feels like, like a loss. I've seen friends that have miscarriage of six, seven weeks, 10 weeks. And I thought like, well, it's no big deal. You'll have another baby. I mean, things happen for a reason. And when I went through that experience, it was like, if it was a real person, I felt like somebody had died. It is a real person, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think that my perspective changed. I was all more empathetic with people who've been through a loss, no matter what week you're in. Doesn't it feels, matter. It feels like a loss. But with baby Carol, with baby Regina, my rainbow baby, which is actually after you have a loss, you have yeah, a baby. Yeah. I was really scared. The whole pregnancy, I, I didn't enjoy it because... We talk a lot about this, but that's what miscarriages do. So they rob you a little bit from the sense of happiness and joy that you would normally have if you hadn't had a loss before. Because now you are predisposed to fear that it's going to happen again, that the possibility of it. When you first go through your first pregnancy, you're so, in a good way, naive to the probabilities of it not going through or not happening. That when once it goes through, then the second time around, you have a little bit of that fear in you, you know, and, and that's what miscarriages also do too, right? You're so mourning and you still have that loss in your heart that kind of prevents you from fully, I think, you know, enjoying until like later on, until like you move the pregnancy. Yeah, sometimes people, and I've done it myself, we like romanticize the part of pregnancy or motherhood when like in reality, most of the time, I mean or we don't know what we're doing, or we're second-guessing ourselves. But basically in pregnancy, every time I went like a month in, it's like, okay, we're now three months into the pregnancy. I was celebrating, but I wasn't enjoying it because I was like, okay, when I'm six months, the risk is going to be like really low. So now I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be celebrating. And I noticed that when I also did a video in my social media after my loss, after the miscarriage, Lots of mothers, lots of women started to raise their hand like, you know what? I had a loss two weeks ago. I've been through that a year ago. And nobody talks about that because as women, we feel or I don't know, people outside society have, has made us feel like if you had a miscarriage, then you're not that worthy. Like don't tell people or don't tell men or your husband. Maybe they're going to think that you have problems or basically like in Mexico, that culture is, it happens a lot. Like you have to be strong. Of course, you're going to be able to give children to your husband. So it's sometimes, some things people don't talk about that I felt really relieved and that that video went viral. Like, for example, in Facebook, it had like 5 million views in less than a week. And I don't know, like 50,000 comments in my life. Have I ever had a video with so much comments? about so many women like coming forward with the same situation. I mean, you said it yourself at some point where you were you were wanting to hold on before telling, I think your mom is what you said. And I think that comes, it's like, you don't even know why, like people don't even break down why we think that. Oh, I'm pregnant. Okay, I'm gonna hold on and not say anything because just in case, you know, you never know, whatever. And that starts the cycle of this exact point that we're talking about where it's like, if you don't tell anyone and you happen to have a miscarriage, then nobody has to know. 
you know? And that is just this whole unhealthy cycle of like continuing to like cover this whole thing, which is completely normal and happens all the time, very often to most people. I personally have never been through a miscarriage, but I can't even imagine. I mean, all I know is that even without going through a miscarriage, I was also probably at a completely different degree after never going through it personally. But like every checkup, I was like, are you sure? The baby's there. Like, at one point, my doctor was like, I'm not supposed to do any more tests on you. You're fine. And I'm like, all right, but I don't feel anything. And he's like, you just have to believe that this is fine. But it's, it's very hard. It's very, very hard for sure. What worked for you, Regina? What got you out of that um, dark, sad moment for you and motivated again, you know, to take a risk and to try it again and to be now a happy mom for Regina? Well, a week after the miscarriage, it was really weird. I wanted to have like my life back, my normal life back. Maybe it was my way of coping with the pain at that moment. So I started to do exercise, which... I don't do a lot. I mean, I'm not that athletic, but I wanted to like start running. I was at the treadmill. I was like keeping myself so busy. I actually launched a podcast called Restartness. I started like being really hands-on with my projects that I left for later, like procrastinating stuff. The type of stuff you say, no, maybe next year or maybe... I don't know, when I have time and you never have time, I was doing all that stuff. And my mother told me, relax, you have to actually digest what you went through. It was yeah. something traumatic. And also because it was really visual that actually my water broke. And I remember I saw pieces of stuff oh, like know. going in the bathroom. My husband and I, he's called Ruben or Ruben. And we grabbed the towel like around my body we rushed to the hospital and everything was like going down lots of blood so I remember that she told me you have to take time and also relive what you went through so that you start accepting accepting the healing process so doing exercise keeping myself really busy calling the friends I never called because I had lots of things to do Because I wanted to distract myself. So basically, that was like my strategic move. And it did work because it was March 16 when I had the mixed carriage. And it's really weird because my daughter, Regina, right now, she was expected to be born that day. A year later. Exactly. In Spanish, we called it not coincidence or coincidencias, diocidencias. Like, it's something from up there, no matter what religion you believe in. So it was something that was hard, but I went through it because I kept myself busy. So I recommend mothers out there, if you're hearing Motherish Podcast, do the things that you hadn't done before. Start meeting new people. Keep yourself busy and it's gonna help a lot in your healing process. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes aplican otras restricciones visita BoostMobile.com para detalles Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Catherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs Consuelo disponible en la app de Biggs ya 
And so when you found out that you were pregnant, I'm curious as to how you managed, like, when did you feel ready to share and how did you, you know, share this with your community? How did you feel taking those steps? Well, it was hard because obviously I already had told myself, I'm not going to tell anybody I'm pregnant again until I'm like six, seven months into the pregnancy. <laughs> or like, like my mother told me. Suddenly I had a baby and nobody knew. And yes, I, like, I made this. Yes. <laughs> she told me, don't post it on social media because you know how mothers are. It's another yeah. era. And she's like, not everybody wants you to do good in life and to do well in life. They're gonna do her like the ojo in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Hacer ojo. <laughs> the evil eye. No. The evil eye. <laughs> and I'm like, lying, <laughs> I was like really scared. So when I found out Basically, I had the miscarriage in March. Then you have to wait like two, three months until you can get pregnant again. So it was mm -hmm. April, May, June. So after the first month and a half, I got pregnant. So I told my husband we were at Cancun with his family, like in a summer trip. But I didn't tell my mother until two months. I didn't wait three. I, I waited two because I said, if I had to have a second opinion or she can tell me something like, watch out, I'm going to tell her. We yeah. need our moms. I was yeah. just saying that it wasn't until I became a mom that I realized how much I need my own mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always needed her, but I feel like I really, really need her now. And you'll see yeah. when the time passes with the baby, Regina, you're going to be like, I want my mom. You want your mom to be there and there's no one like... We're, we're obviously there's biased. No one, yeah, there's, there's no, no one, one like, like your mom no, no for one. your baby. I'm the typical person or daughter that's always like mentions or makes reference to her mother. I hadn't noticed it until a friend of mine told me, but <laughs> she's actually my best friend. So yeah. I, yeah, I totally. don't know if you guys happen to be like the same thing, but it's I, like yes. my support. How has becoming a mom, Regina, changed your content or your work for you? Yeah, it's changed a lot because I actually show my private life. Before, I didn't show a lot that part of my life because my husband, he's an engineer. He's not in anything of this creative stuff. So he didn't want to appear in my videos. And I always told him, people think like I don't have family or I'm an orphan. <laughs> For real, people texted me like, you never have anybody around. Like, do you live alone or stuff? Do you have a life? So when Regina came... I started filming that, which was more raw moments of my life. And I wanted my followers to see that, that I was also tired. I was also exhausted that I have a family. So now my husband, Ruben, he actually agreed to be in my videos. I mean, he's part of my life and it's changed me for the better because I want to show that motherhood isn't easy and that it's something you have to like learn every day. And that sometimes I make mistakes, but that it's part of the process. So yeah. that's a new chapter that I started. Imagine, like, I can imagine you have 13 plus like million followers, like the pressure to be able to pick and choose what you want to share, what you don't want to share. You know, we're here. Like we always take this platform like very with a huge sense of responsibility because we don't want to give the wrong idea. But we also want to share the reality of motherhood, you know, in hopes that other people feel seen and feel like they're not alone. I think that's the most important mission that we have in motherhood, that to create that sense of community for other moms who are going through through similar journeys. It's hard because, for example, I had been in the past really neutral with all my content. Like, as you said before, it's about how to be a better person, how to avoid a narcissist, toxic relationships, etc. It's like neutral. But now being a mother, for example, yesterday I did a Facebook live or the day before and there were people who were like, 
having a mother-in-law always like having an opinion like the baby's hungry don't grab her like that you're carrying her the wrong way like everybody was like having an opinion so i was stressing myself out and i was like should i put the baby down should oh, i maybe in your live facebook oh my god um, yeah so i was like i'm not gonna show her anymore but then i was like no yeah it's part of the process i'm not gonna take it personal that's why they tell you right when you start out on social media It's not personal. It's a reflection of the other person's fears. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I want to dive a little bit into like one of the topics that we mentioned earlier, which was around like keeping yourself motivated because now that you're a new mom in this new stage, you know, a baby, it changes your life completely. It changes your dynamic. It changes the time that you have, the schedules that you have. Imagine yeah, like, you're doing live with your yeah. baby. So like, how do you keep yourself motivated? How do you care for yourself? Like, how are you managing that? Well, I always told Ruben, I always told my husband, like, it's important that I also have a balance because then I think I'm going to go crazy because he goes to the office. He can maybe disconnect himself mm -hmm. a few hours and come back. So our deal was, okay, what we're going to do is in the morning before he leaves, Like he helps me out with the baby. She wakes up around 7 a.m. So I actually take a bath. I can take a shower. And before he goes to the office, then I already have baby Regina ready. It's okay. I already took a shower and I can start my day. Because if I don't take a shower in the morning, I feel like I haven't started my day. I know. Oh my so God, everything like shower in peace is such <laughs> I, for me that was the only thing I'm like I just want someone like, to just help me so I could take a shower a bath like without having my baby stare at me like yes that morning shower is so undervalued I yeah, think yeah, yeah. we take for granted like having a shower before you have a baby like it's oh yeah I'm gonna take a shower no right now I can start my day with a shower then I feed my baby And then she takes a nap. For example, right now she's taking a nap. I have like the monitor here behind the computer and I'm like one side eye. Like, <laughs> please don't wake up right now. Please don't wake up. <laughs> Because I'm actually recording the podcast. So it's something I, I'm starting to like balance. But right now, she, since she's really little, she's three months and a half. She sleeps a lot. Yeah. They've told me like in a few months, Things are going to change. So my mother-in-law help, helps me out a lot. And when she helps me out or my mother, she comes here to my house. I can record my videos. Right now I'm recording like I'm doing my lives or doing my videos and my content. Basically when I eat, when Reggie's uh, sleep or at night. Because at night I can record stuff. That's how I'm managing things right now and getting myself like this balance of life. But I know that it's this ever-changing and yeah. ongoing stuff that I can't have a routine. I'm a routine type of girl. Yeah. Mm. So right now I'm like, where's the routine? Like, But it's good that you, that you committed to it and you've been like faithful to your own journey and path. And told your, I'm very, I think, transparent to your husband too in terms of like, listen, you get to go to the office. I need some type of creative escape. And this has to be, my work needs to be also a priority. Like you didn't give up on it, you know? I love that. I told actually also like my husband, it's important that I keep doing my stuff. It makes me feel good. Not only am I helping people with motivational stuff, it also helps me. That's why I started my content with motivation and personal development because I had lost my job about five years ago in marketing because I couldn't go to Mexico City and be like a brand manager. So I felt lost and I started my channel 
with everything about like how to feel motivated when you feel lost, how to lose the fear in your life. It was actually like therapy for me. And as I started doing these videos after 89 videos, then one of them went viral and then everything changed. So I still remember that one of my best friends a year ago, she told me, Regina, are you sure you want to be a mother? Because you have to say goodbye to Regina Carrot. Mm. And I turned to her and I said, no, I don't have to say goodbye to Regina Carrot. I've always worked. I've always worked throughout my whole life. So now I know that it's a balance. I mean, there are moms that are full-time moms and I respect that. And that's great. It's a full-time job. But I also respect the people that it's okay. You don't have to feel bad if you want to still have your career. Yeah. Maybe it's not saying goodbye to Regina Carrot. Maybe it's just saying hello to a new version because you're not the same. But like Regina Carrot point, you know, 2.0. 2. 2. <laughs> well, this is yeah. this is really great, Regina. We really love this conversation and thank you so much for your vulnerability and your honesty with your story. And sorry about your loss again. I think yeah. it's it's hard to hear all the details and everything that you went through and and we're happy you have your rainbow baby and she's adorable. And if you don't follow Regina, check her out, check out her videos. They really are, you know, I was like when I'm showering, I'll put her on and it's kind of like a wake up call and just gets you going in the morning. So Thank you so much, Regina. No, thank you guys so much. I love being here on Motherish on the podcast. I'm really excited to talk about this new chapter in my life. And it is also going to be hard. But I know there are mothers out there, great mothers like you, Pamela and Karen. They're a great example. It's the best thing ever. I love being a mom. It's super hard, but it's amazing. It's the best, hardest job you could ever have. Yeah. So actually, I'm learning every day. And thank you so much for this space. I hope that next time I go to Miami, we can meet in person. Full HD 4K resolution. (laughs) Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Punto com para detalles.